Tantra, temple arts, sensual embodiment, and living your passion with very special guest, Moonrose Mickey. This is episode number 19 of Music, Spirit, and Accountability with Jay Ho and Michael Cooper. All right, we are here today with the epic, epic, beautiful priestess, Moonrose. How are you today, our amazing sister? <laughs> I'm good. That's quite a title. and I don't know if they can see the video, but I'm sandwiched between two beautiful men right now. So Yeah, that's good. how we do it here. That's how <laughs> that's we do it. <laughs> I was kind of stuck for words. You know, there's so many ways I could introduce you right now. But, you know, I think goddess, I think priestess, I think, um, you know, sens- sensual, I think uh, inspiring, I think powerhouse, I think so many things and just divine feminine. So... Um, could you tell us a little bit about what you do? Because you are, I'd say, the most juicy human we've we've ever had on this podcast. So who are you, Mickey? What do you do, beautiful Moonrose? Who am I? <laughs> who am I? I'm an orgasm. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. That's what you all are. <laughs> um, so my name is Moonrose and I am, um, if we were going to put it in human words, an orgasmic temple arts mistress. So this means that I am a facilitator in everything to do with sensual embodiment, uh, tantra, sacred sexuality, all the way to fun things like conscious kink. And essentially it's my my blessing, my purpose, my mission to activate the world through Eros and yeah, just bring us home back to the truth and the innocence and the power of this life force in our being, both with ourselves and how we connect with others, owning the light and the dark and everything in between, if, um, if that uh, explains it enough. <laughs> that feels amazing. Thank you for sharing. And just, you know, seeing your journey, I was just saying to Mike before we started this podcast, I feel like deeply connected with you and I, you were one of the first people that I connected with when I started sort of running more spiritual events um, passing through Queensland you know back 2016 2017 and I was saying to Mike like seeing your evolution of your journey uh, over the last you know seven eight years has been phenomenal and then we in the conversation went something like and she's just just such an incredible human with so many gifts who's been through so much to get where she is just such an inspiration to both of us and um mike said something like yeah that's what happens to all the greats like all the greats go through that to get where they are so you know we definitely see you on that beautiful pedestal but you've earned that shit, you know and seeing you go on that journey which is what this podcast is all about music spirit and accountability to show up and seeing you um hold so much accountability for constantly up leveling and how you show up for others can you just tell us a bit about that journey and just i don't know anything that's relevant to anything that is being triggered right now yeah i can see a a few things that we can talk about especially when i think of our journey and that connection to um you know music and sound and the turn on and expression and how our voice is so connected to our our sex and you know it's been a big journey of finding my freedom in both of those things as I wasn't always feeling sexy or alive in my body it's been a big journey to reclaim these parts and feel safe and and comfortable with who I am in all of the spectrum of what I am and you know that's where Tantra and all of these beautiful 
um, kind of pathways really resonated with me the most and really opened gateways within me where I was shut down and, you know, healing from sexual trauma and healing from all the, the, the delicious parts of humanness that we go through. Um, especially if we have experienced things um, like PTSD and how important these these parts were to actually just feeling safe in my body, uh, learning what consent and boundaries are, like the basic human things that I don't even consider fully sexual that should just be taught growing up around touch and, and who I am as a woman in the world and feeling at peace with my expression in that and giving permission to others through uh, through not only how I show up and in that authentic eros, but also, you know, um, it's a big part of uh, the artist in me. And uh, that that's where I feel me and you have always really connected is yeah. that ability to like, you know, it's almost like, um, I call it correct relating. Everyone, we're all coming back to love and we're always connecting with people and, and the eros wants to run in, in the in the different ways and that doesn't always look sexual and what i found between our relationship was through the music how much that dance happens and the magic happens through the energy and the frequency and that you can see that play within it when we come into that space um yeah it's such a gift to get to that point where we can feel these things and play in those realms so yeah it's been it's definitely been a light and dark journey and and coming home into authentic expression is i think you know the 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 path i'm on yeah beautiful it's amazing how you know, music and sexuality they just take everything else away it's almost like everything else disappears like when i'm sitting in that space lost in music with you lost in music with myself, lost in, you know, sexuality, lost in that playful bliss, like nothing else exists. And it's just such a, such a gift to be in that. And just, you know, what you just said to that, that pillar that you hold for, um, yeah, just for people to choose to, to, to up level themselves, to show up, to step into the darkness to come into the light or step into the lightness to go into the dark however you you put that just really honoring that divine space that you hold mickey it's just such such a gift and you do it so freaking well yeah i think it's um the biggest thing is feeling safe in our base and i i always have a little joke and a giggle that i think the, the safest people are usually the kinkiest because they're not afraid of 100%. their desires and they're not afraid to communicate and express and create space for all of them to exist. And I think there's something else so uh, important that you just said around knowing the difference between when we think of darkness, we think bad, wrong, mm. evil, like these malevolent things, rather than darkness meaning primordial darkness in its in its depth of the these parts of us the part of you that is in the body that is human that feels emotions that feels turn on that and if we if we shove that into the dark that's when it comes out in in shadow mm. and that's where those re rejected aspects come out in distortion so what i love about you know the it, you know, musical expression, 
creative expression flow state it's it is connected to the sacral and it is it it, it has an undertone of bliss it's going to have an undertone of arousal and so if we're on that pathway of wanting to even just be more in our uh, authentic expression in business uh in relationships in our creativity you know we have to be willing to feel our turn on and make our peace with that with the primal parts the body the the being who's actually feeling the desire and how then we can alchemize it into higher states of experience when we bring it into the light and bring it into the heart and and express that energy in different ways wow mickey so well said thank you for um i really hope um you know people in this interview with you get to see a bit of a different side of you because I, I don't i haven't heard you speak like that um, I mean, I don't catch obviously all of your social media stuff, but what I do is always phenomenal. But it's beautiful to hear that wisdom said so articulately from you, Mike. I'm going to hand it over to you, brother. I'm sure you're bubbling with some epic questions for, for Moonrose. Yeah, I've always been probably going to follow on from that point um, and just speaking into how Moonrose shares her wisdom. We've I've been blessed to have, you know, I don't know what the number is, a handful of voice messages from her about certain topics and every time it's like one there's intuition behind it and it's just like drops it straight on the needle like it's pinpoint accuracy but the depth of it and then the understanding of either side of it and there's clearly knowledge there which has been alchemized into wisdom it's an embodiment of it and i think what we see mostly through the space that moonrose holds and the way that she communicates is the embodiment that's you know that she is the walking living breathing embodiment of what she speaks and it's always congruent and she may ebb and flow with wherever she's at in life or whatever she's traversing but it's a true embodiment wherever she's at and it's really cool to watch so just wanted to speak into that and say it's thank you thank you for what you shared and the the insights that you've given us as well mm. Mm, i think this is uh you know firstly i just want to make sure my screen is on but I, I just want to yeah really receiving you guys and how I feel you you see me and acknowledge these parts and I also want to acknowledge that embodiment piece when it I guess where where the big difference for me came on my journey into Tantra and all of this is not only reconnecting with my feminine you know and this beautiful divine feminine energy that I have that is that allows me to feel so deeply and allows me to, you know, be in this sensual uh, aspect to really enjoy this this character <laughs> that I am yeah. and everything that is. But it's also my masculine energy. My masculine energy has always invited me into that inner union. And that inner union in me is like, well, how, how do I show up? In integrity like my inner masculine is uh like relentless in in looking at my things and showing up in integrity with how i say i want to live and what i what my values are and my uh my pathway in that you know because it's easy to to talk again but to actually be able to look at your things and to walk that walk it's not just once or in in a workshop it's it's every fucking day it's yeah. it's how 
I have this inner dance and it's something I teach people about. It's like your daily dance between these aspects. I mean, that's, I feel, why I can hold the work deeper or be able to communicate, you know, with such depth of of feeling because that's that, that inner dance between these aspects of myself. Can I dig a little deeper on that and ask who like has this been a life's journey obviously a life's journey for you but when did this happen when did you start studying tantra was that the pivotal moment was that the change where you started to morph into what you are now and what was life like before that okay we'll go on a little moon rose journey here (laughs) so once upon a time uh, i moved to australia from um Living in the Middle East, I grew up in the Middle East in in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. And when I came to Australia, I was very not into all of this. <laughs> Although I've always been uh, a connected kind of spirit, I've always been able to talk a little bit deeper about things. Knew something was more out there. Had some very different life experiences. But the the journey with my sexuality really came when actually I was at uni and I was studying a double major degree in public relations and journalism and I was doing the things I was told to do and, and, and you know, going down this pathway and really disconnected from myself. And I ended up getting a little job in an adult shop. This was in my early 20s. I got a little job in an adult shop and I was already studying like energy healing and I was already into yoga and you know all of these kind of things I was already doing burlesque and I started doing things like topless waitressing and was really intrigued and curious about these things and when I got this little job in this adult shop it it like opened up a whole world that I didn't even know existed it was like taking an interest in pleasure and not just as an object or a, a thing or you know, what we're, what, it really opened my eyes of like, I fucking don't know anything about my pleasure. What is that? What are those? Where, where does that go? Like, what are you stupid? You know, it was a, it was a very eye-opening <laughs> experience, especially growing up in a country where those things weren't available. It was illegal. You know, it, it, you know they, in the Middle East, in Muslim countries, they don't have this kind of stuff. And so I, I was... I grew up in a society in an Irish Catholic household where everything to do with my sexuality was completely a no-no, which really created the rebel in me. And that's the the delicious part of me that would go out and get drunk and do all sorts of debauchery because I couldn't just be with these parts. I had a lot of shame around them and a lot of disconnect and I didn't know how to get them out in healthy, loving ways. And so when I started working in an adult shop, that's where I found my first Tantra book. And the Tantra book that I found compared to what I know now is very different. But when I started to um, actually just explore my own self-pleasure, I started to diama my body with toys and with these curiosities that led me into experiences that unlocked pleasure beyond just feeling an orgasm like I would be having a a full-on cervical orgasm and then I'd be time traveling through 
Egyptian pyramids in the bath. And I'm like, well, this is a portal, you know, and I wanted to know more and I wanted to understand what was what was happening for me and and to really allow myself to yeah go deeper because i knew there was something here for me there was a calling every time i went into my pleasure it went into something really deep and sacred and realizing like holy shit, my my womb is so much more than just a flesh thing or pleasure there's like there's a whole portal going on there and so it really led me into well i i love this i found a passion in sharing and getting excited about allowing people to look at their pleasure differently. And yeah, that from there led me into, I became a tantric masseuse. I, I offered tantric massage for so many years. I still do tantric body work here and there for the right, you know, clients and people. It led me into uh, being a tantric mistress, which is weaving conscious kink. And I got the, uh, the gift of not just in the holistic world, but actually stepping into the adult industry and going, okay, I'm going to do this my way and, and like opening portals that me and my clients, it like, it would blow me away of like, wow, this is, this is the truth of this work and this is what's available. And we're not even touching the, the tip of the iceberg in what our erotic energy actually is and the gift of it that uh yeah really has led me down a very unique and different pathway that kind of merges the worlds and bridges these gaps and i know so many other women and 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 men who uh you know feel called to this work and holding these spaces and don't know quite where to go or you know there's still a lot of shame and fear around these things so yeah it started to open my eyes open my body and then led me into later being in service and passion of of wanting to show people the truth of their sensual soul. Mm. Thank you. Wow. Amazing, Mickey. Thank you so much. I love that. I just wrote down truth of this work, like the truth mm. of this work. That those words just landed with me. So, mm. you know, seeing the profound shifts that... Um, I guess I've witnessed quite a few of your clients, at least their social media, let's say, transitions over the last few years, people that have worked with you and been one person and then seem to come out a whole different person in such a positive, empowered, um, strong pillar kind of energy. Um, I can only imagine how that must feel to, you know, be working that those sorts of spaces. And I mean, I kind of do, I guess, with mine, with music and, and a little with Tantra as well. But just that work, people always say, you know, things like, I'm not sure where to go from here. I feel like there's something missing in my life. So often I'll say Tantra. Tantra is where it's at, you know, and my biggest journeys of learning um, of really pivotal transitional moments in my life have been through my teachings with, with Tantra. And, um, you know, Mike's going on a pretty epic journey in, in a couple of months' time with um, a person that I've done a bit of work with and, and st yeah, just seeing the people we work with and, and how it inspires us. It's just, yeah, the truth of this work. I just love that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel to touch on that at all? Me? Yeah. Me or Mike? You. <laughs> Moon Rose. Um, 
yeah, um, I mean, this is why I created House of Eros and, um, you know, so many, like I said, amazing people who, you know, hold these keys and codes and, and, and they come out because a lot of my clients or people who end up mentoring with me, they, they come out connected to their Eros, their magic, you know, and that's the space that I hold is it's not a not about me and I guess there's always a little humble innocence in me who who never takes that credit because it is like no this is you this is your eros and your magic and and I'm just merely walking with them you know giving them permission to uh, putting a name to things sometimes that they already know or already have experienced and they're like they just don't know what it is and there's not a lot out there especially in guidance um, especially when we're going through these initiations, shall I say, in ourselves. And, um, you know, it's a big reason why I, even going beyond Tantra, why I have the orgasmic temple arts, because it's not about, for me, it's, it's like so much bigger than just one pathway or one piece of work or one thing. And if we can just allow ourselves to see all of these beautiful tools yeah. and not get caught up on the tool, but just realize that they're, you know, here to invite us into practices that are, are not here to fix us or be the thing, but just that they're, they're just tools and keys and gateways along the way. That's all the orgasmic temple arts are. That's all this work is. And it's how we choose to sit in that space in ourselves. That that's where the authenticity is, right? Like, yeah. call me whatever you want. You can take the names away, but I'm still going to be that essence of turn on and, and who I am. And that's when people come for a session, when they come to temple nights, when they come, that's what they're actually coming for when people want to be around me. They're coming for that transmission in the energy field because I'm holding a key in, in how I embody it that just merely invites them into that place in themselves. Yeah, beautiful. I love that not getting caught up on that thing too. Just that word alone, Tantra, people get so caught up on that word and how that word actually, you know, what it means. It's all sex and that's all these people are doing. It's like so far well, this from is, the, yeah. The, the beginning, like this was the big thing for me, right? Like when I first started getting into all of this, I was like, what the fuck is Tantra? And like, I felt like no one could give me a clear answer. It's like there's so many lineages and there's, white tantra and red tantra and black tantra and neo tantra and there's rainbow tantra and that's actually a tantra i'm not making that tantra up there's so many types of tantras and so many concepts or perceptions of the thing that's where our beautiful minds love to label things and we got to put it in a box and it's like no 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 no. go deeper yeah keep going get take the take what you need this is i think the biggest advice i can give anyone on any journey that they are especially with this stuff when you're going into spaces the, the biggest gift that i have in myself in my sovereignty and my inner authority is i always took what i need and i le left the rest with yeah. all my teachers with everything i learned from it's like you don't have to kill the messenger or the, you know, we're all humans. There may be things you don't like in what they say, but take what you need and leave the rest. That's all this game is, right? Rather than getting caught up in the semantics of, well, Tantra is this and Tantra is that. It's like, yeah, but the, the embodiment of the soul essence 
transcends and goes beyond the what the mind can even label or comprehend if we can understand going yeah like just that little bit deeper you're meant to go into those spaces and learn the things and then you're meant to like let it all go and blast past it Beautiful. You said something before too about um, uh, I saw, saw actually on your social media earlier today something about the gift of being teachable and you know what you just said then um, just hone that in too. It's just it's such a a gift to be a student as well, especially I think these days more than ever. Like there's it's so easy to get caught up in the story and I know this or I know that and you know whatever the story might be, but to be teachable in this day and age to be able to receive so openly is such a gift Mm. and and that's where discernment comes in like i was saying in the thing um in that live of like that ability to take what you need and leave the rest is discernment so you're not going in with like naive where you're believing everything right this is where embodiment comes in we start to connect with that like yeah i actually really I'm finding that piece helpful, but I actually don't resonate with that. And instead of wronging the whole message, I can actually go, okay, I'm going to take that tool and I'm going to work with that. And I don't have to wrong the teacher for that thing because they're still human and it's not about it being perfect. And to be teachable, like every teacher I know is still learning. Every teacher I know Every master I know is humble enough to know that they're forever. We're forever the student of life. Yeah. Um, uh, even right now, like I'm specifically learning uh, Shibari. You know, this is an art that in in more of the kink stuff that I have felt a real spark lately, and I'm I'm so willing to be taught and learn the things and and it and it's exciting. It's giddy to learn a new thing that you're excited about. So that's where that you know, excitement and turn on can come in around like getting excited about learning and then you're more open to, you know, the the joy, the gift of like not knowing and being like, wow, I'm learning. This is exciting. Mm. <laughs> Mike, hand it over to you, brother. Yeah, Moonrose, I'd love to, um, if you could maybe dispel some of the myths because we sort of touched on this a little bit ago where, no one really knows what Tantra is and those that do don't and those that tout to know it sort of pass off this commercialized, sexualized version that it's all just about sex. Could you share, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are probably unaware or unconscious to what Tantra is and I would love if you could sort of bring more of an awareness to the depths of what Tantra is as opposed to, because there is that sexualized version, there is that commercialized version, there is that people just getting around thinking it's all about sex. And there is that element of the population doing that and that's cool, but I think they're missing 95% of what actually Tantra is. So I would love to hear some of that for us. So I think that's um, like, there's so many ways I could go with this, but I think what we'll speak about is, uh, I would say the first step of Tantra that's what I'd like to talk about. It's like the first true path that actually is not about connecting with others and mm. isn't about going into sexual spaces. And it actually has nothing to do with sexuality. And that's more that uh, Tantra was self 
which is learning the pathway of your inner union, understanding your uh, masculine and feminine energy. And, you know, without going, I love the spiritual side of that, but, you know, to break it down for people who um, may be new to this, you can see that in its purity, if we go far back enough, Tantra in its form is a limb of yoga. So if you go into the limbs of yoga, yoga meaning union, so that's union with our higher self, and singing, and Tantra in its truest forms was actually just a limb of yoga. So this is the pathway uh, on its first kind of essence of, like I said, that inner union, the getting connected with ourself, understanding the, the Kundalini energy, understanding our embodiment of clearing our channel. So the first step of Tantra is actually purification between that sex and that heart and that mind, getting to know the primal part, getting to know the self beyond the self. And these practices, the only difference between Tantra and a lot of other paths is it does include the wisdom of the sexual body. It includes the wisdom of our erotic energy. And the first place is to purify that and reconnect it with ourself so that we can actually go and feed our brain with it. So what the yogis were doing essentially is channeling this energy, using practices, techniques, tools, wisdom to channel that energy up through the, the channels, the Shashumna channel, activating the Ida and Pingala, which are the actual masculine and feminine energy channels in the body, to move it through, to bring it up to the third eye to activate the pineal gland, to awaken the DMT, and to reconnect the neural pathways in both sides of the brain. So there's 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 the science of what's the point of this, is when we first go on that path, you can feed your body with sexual energy. And the benefits of that practice uh, is not they weren't just doing it for self-realization a lot of these pathways that have to do with reclaiming and moving your sexual energy are actually uh for the sublimation they they consider it the fountain of youth so daoists and you know deeper uh, tantric wisdom was there they were actually doing it as the kind of path of immortality to reverse the aging process, to actually switch on the neural pathways in the body because you can actually clear the, the stagnant energy that's stuck on the cellular memory with sexual energy. You can feed the brain, which actually switches on the, the dormant areas that aren't communicating. It actually can get these parts talking. We can feed our organs with sexual energy which replenishes them because this is the most powerful energy we have so the first path of tantra is not just about how do i go and get into a temple night and i want to touch someone or i want to because that even that is the shadow of tantra right that's the shadow of i'm not sourcing this energy inside myself and i need to go and you know i need to go and experience it or get it and the true path in in a lot of opinions shall i say is to first come with self how do i connect and re-engage with my sexual energy in a practice that's going to serve my body serve 
my energy, serve my mental body? How do I rewire how I view pleasure? And how do I become the master of my own sexual energy, which, by the way, I can harness, amplify, you know, shift. That That's going into sex magic, but, you know, it is just energy at the end of the day and you have the power to move energy beyond space and time into areas of your life. It can be a tool that can really reclaim that, that God force, that sense of uh, actualization of how powerful this fucking energy is then the pathway of coming into union with with someone else is where those uh, more the pathways of red tantra and the deeper um connection practices that it's like okay now i'm connected with this life force in myself i understand it i'm i'm harnessing my own energy field i'm rebirthed and re-emerged as that whole self in the sacred union and and in my eros and now i can go and play in that with others and experience things like erotic devotion and you know giving and receiving and tantric sex which is where we're going to sublimate that energy together and i'm going to get that sacred mirror of of what we can then do uh when we we can channel this energy together and this that is really what i deem a lot of what the tantric pathway offers then in dearmoring which includes our genitals which is where we store a lot of the shit in the unconscious which is in the body and think of the deepest darkest places in your body where most people feel uncomfortable just sitting it's right in those places where where arousal sits right and and that is the 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 coming home into the innocence and the power of these places and then how we meet others from from that space and that i haven't even gone into tantric kink but that i feel like that's a a whole journey in itself no doubt no doubt <laughs> thank you moonrose yeah that um i gotta ask can you just touch a little bit on the tantric kink side of things there as well? <laughs> like you kind of okay, set it up. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the fun kicker, right? Is once we've connected with our primal body, we've made, you know, I, I understand I'm, I'm in this body. I feel this eros. I can, I'm, I can channel it in other ways. I can experience it with other people. What I love about tantric kink is it's really based on a lot of what you consider neo-tantra. And Neo-Tantra is more the westernized version that a lot of people, you know, are up and down about. But there are some gifts there. Once we've connected with ourselves, once we're in the wholeness, we're, we're in our hearts, we can then dive into things like conscious kink that can actually create a delicious uh, space to own desires, to own our shadows, to come into a healthy place of understanding what uh, pleasure is, right? Uh, I'll give an example. Um, like a conscious kink, uh, dominance and submission can be a way to explore polarity, right? So we all understand polarity. Polarity is, let's, let's go back to the first level, is actually a hermetic principle, which is in the Egyptian mystery school teachings. It's a law of life. There's polarity. And so 
when you go into conscious kink, something like dominance and submission can be a container where you're consciously choosing to step into this polarity and it can create a lot of sexual charge and it can create a lot of magic and sexual experience, but it can also bring what's in the way. It can invite you to look at your shadows. It can create a deeper sense of understanding communication and how to move from love, including the, you know, let's say impact play, which can actually open your body into deeper states of orgasmic potential when we're, when we're moving from love, when we're, when we're moving from this place of awareness and intention. And so tantric kink allows us to take that experience and we get to integrate our darkness. We get to own our primal, the part that's like, you know what, I want to ravish someone. I have the desire to ravish the feminine, which is in the, the it's the nature of that masculine energy. It's like to penetrate. And, and how do I lovingly own the fuck out of these parts with, while I'm connected to my heart? And not only do I learn so much more about myself, but like I said, I actually become a safer person because I'm not afraid of those places inside myself, which means I'm going to be able to hold them more in a partner. I'm going to give more space for their desires to come forward, for their integrated parts, for the healing that can happen in... I'll give an example of like last night. Uh, yesterday, I was moving through some stuff and, and I was really stuck in my head and I couldn't really like drop into my body. And I just happened to be around some Shibari gangsters. And uh, one of them offered to, to, to give me, to tie me up. And I felt this part, that this bratty part of me that's like, I don't want to fucking surrender. And then I was like, no, this is exactly what I need. And it, it's actually not sexual. It's actually so powerful that I got, tied up and all of a sudden I could just I wasn't able to move anywhere and it forced me into letting go and in that letting go I was able to have an emotional release I had this emotional release and then all of a sudden I just felt my eros moving through my body again and it just felt like this ah oh, there I am there I am thank you for holding that space thank you for being able to to hold a safe, loving space where I can get tied up and it's not perverted, it's not dark, it's not wrong. It's actually a beautiful artistry uh, that can allow me to get into meditative states, to look at the parts I'm hiding from and to go into those deeper places in myself. So this, th this is why I call it the orgasmic temple arts. Not everybody's ready for that level. Not, everybody, not everybody's ready for an orgasmic spanking. But, you know, that's where it's like, okay, where am I? And, and this, the whole point of any temple work is to go at your pace, go into the areas of the temple. And it's not about for someone else. It's for you to get to know yourself, to reclaim these parts and to, to come home, to come to peace with all of you. So beautifully said, Mickey. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mike. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> that return to wholeness. That and my next probably leading question from there would be: 
when someone embraces that, let's call it the dark side of whatever the, the whatever they're hiding, whatever kink they're suppressing, when they finally lean into that and own that, where does that lead them on, let's say, the, the lighter side of things? Okay, I'll give an example of um, when I started to own my dominatrix, right? So that you can think of that as my uh, authority side. That's my masculine energy. And uh, that's that penetrative energy I have that I felt uncomfortable owning because I got told as a woman that I shouldn't be like that and I shouldn't have those parts. And and to be, a, you know, a dominating person is, is not welcomed. I took up too much space. So it meant that I was shutting myself down a lot and I was actually scared to not only take up space in my body, but to, you know, speak up when, when it was time to speak up or feel safe in my, my authority of being able to state a boundary or own the fuck out of my life. And so when I actually gave this part, it's not all of me, but it's an aspect of me that I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this uh, a space to exist. And when I, I remember when I first started like actually owning it, owning my ability to take someone to their edge with love, with fierce fucking love and the ability to, you know, create impact and hold someone in that edge. And like this beautiful artist, like it felt like artistry in my body. It was like I had the life force through moving through me and I would sit afterwards in this space of, of feeling like I was on a whole nother level of life because I'd finally owned that part. And what that led into was it affected me actually like being able to speak my boundaries more. It, it was me actually owning my space and feeling confident enough to, to share my work with the world, to create my business around it, to, to own who I am, which actually then allows me to be more feminine. And, and then in that polarity, I have a really kinky, soft kitty cat side who's really submissive and loves to be, actually loves to be spanked and loves to be dominated with love, right? With heart-based love. And when I started to own that, not only do I start to attract people who can meet these things, right? I start to attract the spaces, but I would feel after, you know, having a, I have some delicious mistress friends who if I just asked for what I wanted, I was able to ask and just say, hey, I'd really love for you to tie me up or give me a good spank right now. And then all of a sudden, you know, afterwards, I would feel so much more in my body and soft and playful because I'm not afraid to own and understand what I need. And it doesn't have to look like X, Y, and Z. It's me understanding me and allowing these parts of when I'm feeling out of whack to come forward. And it's like, oh, what do I need? Maybe I do need some soft connection. Maybe I just need a hug from someone. Maybe I just need to actually spend some time away and touch my own body. Or maybe sometimes I, I want to experience a darker desire and I want to know what that feels like. And I want to give that part of me permission to exist because it's not evil or wrong or actually 
what I want to say here is it's actually the most innocent parts of us. What got me into conscious kink was not the perverted, dark, oh yeah, like seedy part of me. It was actually the most innocent, curious part that was like, what does it feel like? What does it feel like to if I fully inhabited this human and I have so much sexual energy and I have so much eros and how do I how do I hold that with love? How do I make peace with this and listen to what it's inviting me into in myself? And actually that makes me a safer person. That makes me a more authentic person that I'm not afraid to to rather than if I feel a desire, lock it down. It doesn't mean I have to act on it, but I'm not afraid to let it come forward and be seen with love by me. And if I choose to act on these things, I can I can look, find the healthy spaces, know the healthy people. I can I can create that space in a loving, consensual, adult, mature way. Or or I can just at least be with it and sit with it in my body and go, yeah. I honor that part that that may want to experience that because it because it it wants to experience it or because you know like when I get spanked it, I want to let go and sometimes the soft stuff just doesn't do the job <laughs> so it's just making peace with these parts and taking radical ownership of who I am on all levels yeah I love that so by like there's a few key words that came that stuck out for me is someone giving themselves permission in the first place to have these thoughts or feelings or desires and then accepting that you have those parts of you and loving those parts of you and i wonder would i be right in saying at this point then those people who do embrace that would probably have more energy because they're not getting so tired from wearing this mask of i'm not this kink i'm not this dominator i'm not this x insert character trait um and they can be their most authentic self and which would bring safety to everyone else as well as themselves right i'm getting i can feel it now this is what i live for like this is where i get turned on and excited because it's like yeah the premise isn't about then becoming attached to it you know, or like, I'm just sub or I'm just dumb or now I'm just all sexy stuff. It's like, no, this, this, this leans into, you know, my relationship with my family and how I invite communication, consent and boundaries and in emotional experiences or, or, you know, how I do that with work or, you know, how I show up at the gym. It, it's, it, it reflects and ripples in every area. And I think, that it's the you become more playful with life like you're less afraid of what's going to excite you which a lot of people you know think of most people you know like a lot of women right a lot of women have this part of them that this delicious feminine arousal that wants to play it wants to be seen it wants to dress up it wants to be seductive it wants to feel turned fuck on right and then they don't allow it because it got shamed or it's uh, not um by other women as well or men or it's not allowed in their daily life and then they'll go out and get drunk 
And then they're the ones with their titties out on the bar making out with five people because this part doesn't go, like what I want to invite is these parts don't go away. They just get shoved in the dark and, and that's when it it's like, oh, that's bad or evil. It's like, it's just become a shadow because you're, you're unable to love it. And, you know, uh, one of the most beautiful things I've heard uh, on my path that really allowed me to be with these parts was an amazing mentor of mine saying, what of all those dark parts? What of all those parts you call demons and evil and bad, you know, are just you waiting for you to, to love them? They're just, they're just waiting for you to wipe the sludge off the wings and actually see love underneath there. You know, that they're just love waiting for you to come home and, and, they're, and they're willing to hold it for you until you integrate these parts. And so the person who can be most honest with their desire is going to be most honest with their fear. They're going to be most vulnerable with their shame, with their anger, with their expression of, of intimacy and depth of connection with someone else because they stop shaming fearing, rejecting, judging these parts of themselves. And they're saying it, it doesn't mean you become kinky, but you're like, you know what? I'm willing to fuck around and find out. And I'm willing to love these parts. And I'm willing to learn what I like and what I don't like. And that's okay. And that's going to change and ebb and flow, which is important in relationship as well. Because when we get into a relationship with someone, you know, your erotic expression may ebb and flow through life. And the more we can be curious with it and give it healthy spaces to express, to release, to explore, to, you know, be allowed, even if it's not outside ourselves, just within ourselves, that's where you're going to be more likely to own your career, your creativity, your, you know, like your other desires in life, because we're not going to just like, oh, I can't, like, we're not living our most turned on life because, because of these things, the unwillingness to, to, to get excited about what may be there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, Mickey. Thank you so much. Um, we might have to wrap it up, but I'm definitely feeling yeah. um, we would love to have you on here, um, you know, somewhat more regularly in the future. Mickey, maybe every, you know, three or four months, get you back on because there's so many ways we would take this and it just suits so well what we're trying to bring this magic to inspire people and to empower people and to bring that accountability and, and, and these incredible sacred arts. Um, just presencing today, the way you spoke, Mickey, just since we've last hung out, your articulation just is phenomenal of your del delivery of this this magic. You're just such a ambassador of these these arts in this, this day and age. So thank you for... <laughs> holding yeah. that so with such prestige and delivering it with such magic it's um that that safety for me you know that what i feel from you that safety and that trust from your energy in the way you're sharing and speaking right now it's like it's a full fuck yes for me to to work with someone like you that holds a pillar like that it's just you know unquestionable if i'm gonna do it yeah. it's gonna be with you you know someone just like you so thank you so much for for bringing that magic today and um yeah thank you absolutely yeah, yeah. thank you Thank you Moon for feeling my devotion. Yeah, 100%.
if we could just before we round it out for everyone listening is there something that you would love to impart some knowledge a piece something you'd love to share them with them um whether that's intuitively pulled through or something that you would just help someone on their way in their journey what uh, what words of wisdom would you love to leave our audience with <laughs> well i feel it as i say that this pulsation just coming up from my base into my heart and it's that remembering of like just bringing it back to this real basic foundational truth of every person on this planet came into this reality exists because of this energy someone had to have an orgasm someone had to feel this aliveness like we all come from if there was ever a sense of connection with creation or creator it is orgasmic and when you can find like that in itself there's a piece there there's a oh yeah this this is actually natural and holy and and everything along the journey is just uh the sludge the programs the conditions the beliefs the the shit that's that's stopping you from allowing this full life force to run through you that that can be your guidance system so my invitation is to to remember that pleasure is not just a goal it's a state of being it's a it's a practice it's a way we connect with our base and and understand that in the world that can can lead us to a place of feeling erotic peace and i know along my journey that if there was ever a place if you ask me what is what is my goal it's like to feel erotic peace because that's the deepest place that's what sexual enlightenment is to me that's that's the deepest place you could sit in your in your my body in my base so and, and to feel that that sense of love with all parts of who i am and remembering you know the bigger picture and orgasmic creation we all come from orgasmic bliss so it's time to reclaim your connection with it mm. that was a sexy sermon it sure was and take you to church just such a permission piece too you know it's like it's just mm. like yeah permission to do that you know do it just if there's anyone feeling like calling man this work is is just too good to to pass up on that's my humble uh, experience anyway so mickey thank you so much for your time today sister mm. we will have you uh love to have you back on again soon and we've got some amazing events coming up like taste of love in a couple of weeks i think and then our event together mickey uh, at the end of october 2023 for anyone listening to this in 2025 you missed it and um thank you so much and um yeah love you so much sister thank you thank you mike Thank you, brother. Thank you, Moonrose. Thank you, guys. So it's such a blessing.